For many people across the country, wintertime is a period of hunkering down, staying inside, not interested in getting out in the weather. But for many, it is the best time to get out there. Welcome, everyone, to the Carolina Outdoors. Bill Barty right here. And Wes Lawson right here. And Wes, that's where we jump in to talk about it. And on this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about winter hiking. So let's set the stage a little bit. Uh, People are coming in. College uh, breaks are starting to Mm -hmm. happen. So the young people are coming back in. Um, Relatives are starting to move around, whether we're going to see someone or maybe they're coming to see us. But inevitably, you need a little bit of outside time. you got to get out. Cabin fever sets in. You've, you've been with your great Aunt Edna for a little too long, and it's time to go for a hike. It is. And, you know, um, we're fortunate to have a really great staff at Jesse Brown's. And if you listen to the show, you hear us sometimes talk about Kat, who makes all this stuff work on social media. But she's our creative director at Jesse Brown's. If you see an email from us, if you see a social media post, or if you're on our website, that's Kat's doing But she's also a tremendous outdoors person and a real lover of the cold weather activities. She is one of those experts who provides advice on just how to do it and what to do while you're doing it. And so we took a little bit of time to sit down in Jesse Brown's to talk to Kat Harrell about winter hiking. Hey, everyone. Kat, I have to ask you this question first off. If we're planning on heading out for a hike on a trail, let's say, whether it be uh, close to home here on one of the greenways, one of the state parks outside of Charlotte, or otherwise in the Carolinas, what should we do in planning and preparation for that hike? I would definitely say make sure you pack all your gear ahead so so you don't forget anything. Definitely make sure to have paper trail maps. I know we are so glued to these phones we have nowadays for GPS, but cell reception does not always work out there in the wilderness. We also talked, we did talk in a previous show to Wes Lawson about paper maps because during COVID, a lot of people were using their phones and therefore the satellites uh, with the maps that, that were providing the data and they weren't leading people on the trails. They were taking them straight up the mountain. And many rescues had to happen because people were not on the trails. They were bushwhacking to the top of a summit. Dangerous, therefore rescuers had to come in. Oh yeah, we've definitely learned about rescuers through that story with Scott Van Cannon, one of our past storytellers. Ah, That was shocking. So hey, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, Paper maps is important. But during the planning stages for a hike? You definitely have to make sure that the trails you're going to hike are going to be open because some of the trails close down during the winter due to weather purposes. I I do know like uh, some of the amenities at Mount Mitchell State Park, they are closed as of November 1st or so. It doesn't mean you can't hike. You can hike, but several of the uh, the restaurants closed. I think the campground, all of that is closed. At least the amenities portion of reserving a place to, to stay, but you can hike through. I guess the same goes for uh, some segments of the Blue Ridge Parkway, mm-hmm. dependent on weather. So if yes. you're hiking a trail that you think you can access at a certain point, 
you need to make sure that you can access that. Oh, yeah, which can all be found on the Google machine. <laughs> well, let me, let me ask you this. You said uh, in planning and heading out to gear up, uh, pack all that gear. Um, but talk to us, because that's going to be the case no matter what season. Why is winter, or how is winter, different than the other seasons? Winter is different because it is cold out there and you are going to need to layer up because as you're hiking up the mountain, even though it's cold out, you're going to get hot. You're going to expend energy. You're going to sweat still. But when you're up at the top, you cool down very fast, especially with exposure up in those alpine areas. And you, you are going to want to put those layers back on. And another thing I have to recommend is gloves. Your extremities get cold first. I personally go for the hand warmers and the glove while I hike during the winter. Listen to you. Our expert at Jesse Brown, she's also our creative director. She's the person who helps make the podcast highlights of the Carolina outdoors that many of you are listening to. She's the one that makes it happen. Kat, I have to ask you this. Of course, we have talked, uh, I've mentioned it before, we talked to Dr. Beverly Collins from Western Carolina University earlier in the year, uh, October, we were talking about leaves and leaves changing. Well, we're well past that at this stage. In fact, we're to the stage that the leaves have fallen. Now, if we're out on a trail um, or, or taking on a trail, um, can you talk to us about, about what we're gonna see as far as staying on the trail? Because in many instances, especially in wilderness areas, um, the leaves are hiding the trail. It all looks the same. Oh, yeah. The leaves are definitely on the ground by now. Um, I would definitely say you need to check out the trail maps and also pay attention, like I said, to which ones are closed. Some trails are maintained, although certain amenities might not be open. They still spread the leaves off. You know, they have someone that makes sure the paths are clear. But some of them do not, and it, you can very easily find yourself lost out there if you do not pay attention. Another thing to look out for is ice, because it is going to be icy up there. Well, you spend a lot of time in Boone, of course, at uh, Appalachian State University. You're, you're, yeah, go Nears. Yeah, look at look, <laughs> the Mountaineers are on, in effect here on the Carolina Outdoors. We're talking to Cat Harrell about hiking in the wintertime. We want all of our listeners to get out there and enjoy the Carolina Outdoors, but also to be prepared and safe while doing it. What's one of your favorite things about hiking in the winter compared to other seasons? I have quite a few favorite things about hiking in the winter. One, I'm definitely a snow gal. I love snow. I think it's the most beautiful thing ever. There's no bugs. None of those mosquitoes out there eating you alive, because I don't know about you, but I'm one of, they love me. <laughs> <laughs> and also the views are a lot clearer, and there's less people out on the trail. So you get to really take it all in and experience that good Mother Nature. All right, well, maybe to put you on the spot, some of your favorite hikes. Where can our listeners go that Kat would recommend that they could go and enjoy a good winter mountain hike? I love the Grandfather Profile Trail. Um, any of the hikes, specifically the Summit Trail at Elk Knob State Park. Let's see, Rough Ridge is always a good one. It's a short, 
big incline, but it's off the parkway and you have beautiful views of all the Blue Ridge. So we definitely say those three. Oh, fantastic. Okay, so we can post those up on Facebook, Jesse Brown's Outdoors. You can go there, Jesse Brown's CLT, and uh, you can see some of Kat's favorite hikes. Oh, yeah, they're definitely on the social media there. I've tagged them with location and beautiful views. You can also get out there and enjoy the hikes Kat mentioned. Hey, what are we leaving out here? Did I hit everything? I would say the one thing is, is definitely watch out for ice and stay hydrated. People think, you know, just because you're not sweating as much that you're staying hydrated. Well, the alpine and altitude will get to you. So make sure you have plenty of water. So Wes, one of the things that we uh, found in talking to Kat about winter hiking, about preparation for a winter hike and, and that sort of thing is the different places that we may be planning on going. Mm -hmm are different. The trails are different. And one of the big things, and we talk oftentimes about this, but it's good to cle clear it up a bit, is the difference in many of the parks that we have here in the Carolinas, whether it be a, uh, let's say, a, a state park, which is maintained. It has signed trails. And in North and South Carolina, if you go to the state park offices, they will have trail maps That's for right. you to utilize. Then uh, compare that to a national forest, which, you know, has a, 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 conservation, a conservation lean to it, renewable resources, forest, forestry. You think about Pisgah National Forest and it's, you know, uh, hundreds of acres. Uh, but it is also a place where hikers are, where fishermen are, where hunters are. That's right. They are all there. The signage many times for those trails is not quite as dialed in, which lends itself to Kat's advice on, on uh, being prepared, taking a map. Now let's move a little bit forward from National Forest to a National Park. Mm. Now National Parks have all of these amenities that are available within the park, great signage, great maps, uh, all of that. So it's, it's really easier in a national park to stay on the trail to know where you are and where you're going and then counterpose that to a wilderness area. Yeah. Well, you know, we've talked before about this uh, wilderness kind of preparation and paper maps versus our cell phones because paper maps don't need batteries and they're more accurate. But one of the other things with that is when you're going for a hike, whether on a trail or in a untrailed wilderness setting, if you're bushwhacking, Every so often, stop and take a gander at your landmarks. Look backwards. Look at the trail from a different point of view because if you have to go back up that trail for some reason, if you're in a group and someone's been injured or you missed a trail or uh, you've lost equipment, you need to know how to do that. And the trail looks very different in reverse. And a lot of people get into trouble doing that. Not to say you're going to have problems, but it's one easy way to slow down and not have a problem, but also to really enjoy what you're seeing because you're missing half of your experience by not looking around, by not looking back. Um, but the you know the foliage is different. You will see you know rhododendron differently. You will see those uh, oak trees and elms differently, which is fun. And then you will be able to see wildlife in a different way, also as they're behaving differently, as they're nesting, as they're scavenging. Uh, and it's just a fun time to be out there. Because some of those smaller mammals like squirrels and groundhogs and things, when they move through that leaf clutter, they sound like a herd of buffalo. 
it's just a, but it's a fun time to be out there. And I appreciate Kat talking about smaller crowds, but also the great views because of the cool air and the different barometer. Now, there are two things that we've spoken about, well, actually three things, and you reported on one on a previous edition of the Carolina Outdoors, and it was uh, during the pandemic. We, we can't help but talk about the past two years and how that's changed, how people have gotten out, but the number of rescues. That's right. Because people were using their phones or you know satellite GPS uh, mapping, and it was not showing the trails. It was showing the top of the peak or the summit or the destination and people were getting in in dire circumstances because they weren't following a trail they were just bushwhacking to the top make-believe route yeah the other thing is scott von cannon he's one of our storytellers uh all of this is available at highlights of the carolina outdoors podcast previous episodes uh scott von cannon one of the storytellers a day goodbye was in a wilderness area. You know, those are not maintained. The trails are not signed. When the leaves are coming down this, uh, you know, time of year, you really have to pay attention to what's a trail and what's maybe not a trail. In Scott's case, of course, he was bitten by a timber rattler, and there's not a lot of traffic in a wilderness area on a weekday anyway. So rescuers luckily found him. You can go back and hear that story. Fantastic story with a good ending, but it had some horror points during it. Um, the third thing was the wilderness. Was the other? Well, we also, you know, part of it's layering up properly. You know, we want to make oh, sure we have the yeah. the right gear on. So, if it's a cold hike and you're going to be covering some ground, let's maybe leave the the uh, denim jeans behind, <laughs> yeah. uh, and maybe also ditch the hoodie for some some better technical gear that we can. Add and subtract as we are getting hotter, and then to Cat's point, when we do get to that that rest point or that vista for the view, it's you're at a higher elevation. You're going to be cold now. If you're cold, and you've also soaked through your layers with perspiration, Ooh. you're going to go into into shock pretty quickly, uh, or at least some sort of tease towards hypothermia. So you want to be able to put those layers back on, including gloves. We want to keep those fingers. Mm. controlled not just for dexterity but also for health and well-being so you don't need a ton of gear you just need the right stuff that you can add and subtract as you're going it does make me want to go out for a hike so um, especially when you've been indoors for a prolonged period Mm -hmm. of time with loved ones or People that used to be loved ones (laughs) (laughs) before you spent multiple days. These are our holiday hiking tips during the wintertime. Get out and enjoy our Carolina outdoors. Wes Lawson right there, Bill Barty right here. We're going to take a quick break and come back and continue this thing we call the Carolina outdoors.